It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to It's Eleven, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans. We mean business tonight, there will be no games played during this show, only some good hard chat. Joined tonight by Tom and Aidan. Aidan, first and foremost, it's come to you because you've got a bit of a celebration that's been going on this weekend with your Irish team. How's things? I do have reason to smile, thankfully, <laughs> because the Foxes haven't given me much recently. Um, yeah, good... Uh, won the, the Irish Cup, so the Northern Irish FA Cup um, trophy on Saturday. Fifth time in the club's history. Um, so uh, with a, a, a very dramatic 2-1 win over Ballymena United. We're 1-0 down going into extra time and scored in the in this third minute of extra time to bring it, or sorry, of time added on in the 90 to bring it to extra time. And then we were in the 122nd minutes, the second minute of stoppage time at the end of extra time. Um, when we managed to get a winner. So uh, on both goals, both occasions, I raced down from the back of the stand to the front uh, at Windsor Park and um, managed to get myself and BBC coverage with my short old Brazilians flag that I got the kids in my special school to make for me. And um, I was wearing my, my kind of Hawaiian, black and red Hawaiian shirt. So looking the part on TV, great result, happy man. Well, congratulations. Uh, it sounds like a bit of an all-time classic. Why were you at the back? Had you, had you started to leave, had you? No, not at all. No, I just like a bird's eye view of what's going on. So I've got back row, back row seats. Oh, I, I think you rushed. I've got you, got you. Tom, it's good to see you again. I only left your presence this morning uh, after a, a, a disappointing day, really, yesterday for us down at KP. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd love to say that I was surprised by the result, but not really. 
Um, yeah, as, as Aidan said, you know, the Foxes, they've, they've not given as much to smile about recently, have they? And uh, it's just feeling like things have really petered out and every game just means nothing now. Well, following that, <laughs> hi, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 feel, I feel like we're going to slip into the meaning of life at some point. Fairly soon. <laughs> Barry, Barry, it's good to have you with us as well. How, how's things for you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Uh, how about you? Yeah, good. Thanks. <laughs> Had better weekends, but well, well yeah, mighty one, so I'm all right. But yeah, your guys yeah, wasn't your best performance. In, no, you're up in heavy heights above us now, aren't you? We are just now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got a game in hand on us, still. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. We lose every game, though, Barry. <laughs> so it's not going to make loads of difference. We'll be all right <laughs> if there's not a corner. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I've got I've got an idea for that, but we'll come on to that a bit later on. Uh, let's just summarise the game yesterday. Then, Aidan, did you see Leicester, Leicester yesterday? Did you? What do you think of the performance? Yeah, I watched watched match of the day too, so that's when I'm kind of going off. Um, just a bit slow, really. It seemed like a, um, slow to second balls. Uh, and I think just a, a lack of there's a, there's a and it was the same in the Roma match. Uh, things were just breaking down when they shouldn't have. You know that we lack of quality um, from players who you know have got that quality, but that lack of clinical clinical edge, clinical finishing, um, especially in into the final third, and just not getting the not getting the ball in the net, but just not you know moves breaking down when they shouldn't be, um, and maybe indecision. Um, and yeah, that, that lack of just that cotton edge to, to get the ball um, in the net. Um, so kind of making, making chances, but things breaking down for us. So disappointing, but kind of saw it coming off the back of, of Roma. Um, not surprised, really, and off the back of, of what we've seen recently. Um, I just think that's where we're at at the moment. So to take that back a step there then, Tom, you know, as I said, off the back of Roma, he's not surprised about that. Should we have expected a bit more of a response yesterday from the lads? I know there's not loads to play for in terms of league uh, stability or, or position. Well, there is actually in terms of position because we can finish as high as eighth or as low as fifteenth. But we we are hoping or we expecting a, a bit more fight from the lads yesterday. You would, yeah, you would, you would have thought there was there'd be a bit more grit in the performance, and yeah, fair enough. You know, we've we've been saving all our fellas, haven't we, for Thursday? And it and it went wrong um, because of their own doing, really. Um, but yeah, I ex- well, you, you're back at home. You're in front of your home fans. You've got to give us something, surely. And it just felt mm. pathetic yesterday, to be honest. So yeah, really disappointed. And it's now putting you in a position where you're starting to wonder: God, are we going to lose to Norwich? Yeah. Well, some stats come in their way. Yes, Aidan, you got your hand up there. Just a question from you guys who were at the King Park. Did you feel that the, were the crowd behind the team from the from the first whistle, or was it more the crowd was waiting for the team to get them going, or how, what was the atmosphere like I down there? We, I the think start? we were behind the team. Um, for, you know, twenty to thirty minutes. I think what's what really stood out was how good their support was. Mm. They were they, they really loud. They were great. Yeah. They really yeah. were. Um, I was stuck on a train with three quarters of them on the way in. (laughs) I I was there, I had a moment like you against Leeds, Tom. I was there with my Leicester shirt on and everyone else in the whole (laughs) carriage was scouser and I was thinking, oh, God. But, you know, they were were friendly enough. 
And they said to me yesterday, yeah, or, you know, I'm not sure we're going to get anything. I said, look, if you can take a corner, you'll get something from this game. And that's that's pretty much how it feels at the minute. Barry, I suppose for, for you, I know you watch a lot of our games. The one that you, you wouldn't be surprised with yesterday, really, that, that sort of performance. It's been coming, hasn't it? Yeah, and for we do a little prediction we do win. Um, uh, Aaron and I called that right, and I think that what the difference was is one team had something to play for and one didn't. That's that's what it looked like to me. It's very rare that, yeah, essentially. Well, he's top of the league, so look to you. Well, he copied me to be fair. Uh, yeah. The thing was, like, how many times it doesn't matter what level of team you are. If you're Liverpool, Man City, Leicester, the amount of times that teams get knocked out of Europe and they lose the following game. Because it's just it's absolutely deflated. Um, I think like I thought Everton were actually all right, but they they just I hate Lampard. But to be fair, he's just going route one and he's playing the dark arts when they don't have the ball. So he, every move, like like Tom said, every, every move like moves were coming to an end a bit early. Uh, there wasn't really any, like there was the they weren't clinical. They got to give credit to Everton as well. Like when they got had a chance to break up the play and stop the momentum, they did it every time. And mm. like like Leicester and a bit like Villa, we just don't have that shit house of this. It's just mm-hmm. not there. We don't we don't have the players to be clever about it. And every single Everton player seemed drilled in it. If they had the chance to go down, they took it. No matter if you were six foot two, Mina, granted he went off, or like a, a fairy like Charleston, they they all went down and took that time. And, it, and I think it was important yesterday for them and a, a huge victory to be fair. Well, if you'd have uh, caught the highlights on Match of the Day too, Abe, like you say, you would have seen a bit of a wonder performance from Pickford. And I just wonder if that clouds the picture of the overall game. He did make some great saves, but we were still so frustrated for for, for much of that. But he made some really good saves yesterday. The one from Mendy stood out. Um, do you think, based on that, we were unfortunate to get something? Um, yeah. I mean, the one that stood, and then one that stood out for me as well was Harvey Barnes at the, um, the the shot that he saved from him. Um, that that he, he turned around the post. So yeah. yeah, of course, you know, but you you know, he is a quality goalkeeper on his day. He's got certainly he's got mistakes in him, but you know, he's he is still a quality goalkeeper. And and you know, when it was certainly another day, something deflects in, or or we get a goal first, or. Um, Mikalenko's chance hits a post and come out again, but um, we need to be better. We need to be stronger at home, and we need to impose ourselves more in the games. So, um, absolutely, um, he, he had a good game and a very good game. And on another day, if he plays a bit worse, then there is a goal for us. But against against Everton at home, you'd like to think that he can still play well, and we'll still have enough to 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 beat to beat them. We'll still have have the quality to beat them. You know, Harvey Barnes had a header. It went just wide of the post, um, I believe, in the second half. And that kind of thing, we just need to be more clinical with those, um, getting those in the back of the net. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Um, I think a question, Tom, that I'd come to you with next is, Damari Gray played yesterday against us. Before we discussed their winning goal, were yeah. you surprised by the uh, adulation almost that he got from the stands? It was a bit bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, especially given... The timing in the game, um, you know, when when you're losing a game, and it's it, yeah, he played a few games for us, but it was never it was never brilliant. Um, it, it wasn't like a, a long servant of the club, 
I'm not entirely sure why everyone started clapping him as he went off, to be honest. Yeah, it was, um, it was a really, really weird one. So just to put it in context for anyone that wasn't at the game yesterday, because you wouldn't have seen that in any highlights, but he came over... He also to put the, the, uh, the corner in that caused his issues, so... <laughs> yeah, he came to uh, he came to say the corner and he got almost a round of... Uh, almost standard ovation, wasn't it, from uh, maybe about half of the crowd. It was just really, really strange. And you talk about well, Leicester's mentality... And the issues that we've got there, you just wonder if that's part of the issue, Tom. That the fans are a bit too nice as well. Do you think so? I've... Well, you well, know, I, I think, I, we, I I think we've got. Nice. You're too nice, are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure on on that from our reaction to the second goal, but. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it. I've got to come to a man with level three coaching badge uh, for the second goal. Barry, 15 goals conceded now from corners this season. I've reached out to Opta and asked what the uh, what the record is for any team in any Premier League season for the most that's been conceded. So hopefully I'll get a response on that. But 15 goals conceded from corners. It just feels inevitable. What what was your take on that goal yesterday? It was just the same, wasn't it? It was, it was poor sort of um, zonal marking. Um, I can't actually remember who was closest to the ball at the time. It was... I just don't I, like. I don't know if if you're conceding the, what, what even if that's 15 goals. What fraction of that is over your overall you conceded? That must be what 40 percent. You carry Something on and I like work that. I work yeah, that. Yeah, so that like, and it's not like it's the first season. That needs to just scrap zonal then if it's not working. Just scrap it or try something different. I, like to to me, that's on Rogers. That's and I, I don't really care about. If you've got a, a set piece taker or a set piece defender or whoever your defensive coach is, that you just scrap that. If you've got to ten, you scrap that. That's mental. Like it, it just shouldn't be happening. And like granted, you don't really have monsters monsters in your team. So yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I don't. I don't really know what the answer is to that. But if every if, uh, if so many teams. <laughs> Sorry, kind of. 20, 27% of Leicester's goals this season have been conceded from corners. It's a high, uh, high like percentage, it, isn't it? Like, granted, you can't obviously do it just now, but like, it'd be interesting if Opta were to say where Leicester would be without conceding them goals. Yeah. Or yeah. even like just conceding five of them. It's, it's just an unreal amount. And I don't know, there is, there is teams... The, the difference, I think the difference with the teams are the top three, maybe, and everyone else's. They they buy the best players in the world, but they're also units. Like if you look at Man City, they've got a couple of small boys, but there's not many. Same with same with Liverpool. They've just got guys that they can put five into their squad that will defend corners really well. This and I think they've got the depth to do that, haven't they? Yeah, and and unfortunately, like Villa Villa's the same. To be honest, we just we've got two or three big lads, but generally okay. they. Sorry. A comment from uh, a comment from Brendan Rodgers yesterday was that. Um, we don't have a profile of player that's tall enough to to clear corners, but he's put that squad together, uh, Aiden. So that is a, a really strange comment to make, isn't it? It is, yeah. And 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 I mean, in a sense, maybe do you expect more of Johnny Evans, for example, because he is he is a big lad. Um, is Fafana nervous as, he, as a young player? Um, has he still not got that maybe confidence and, and maturity? Um, you know, I don't know. I guess we're, we're maybe lacking a bit of experience there. We've got uh, in terms of Fafana, and then um, our fullbacks aren't aren't huge guys. 
I don't know. Um, we've talked again, about it before, though. I, I think we've talked about like the. I can't remember what game it was. Um, and Evans and Fofana must have been earlier on the season were were used as zonal markers and not attacking defenders. And I I I can't I can't say if that was the case yesterday, but like it's it's just deploying the wrong players in the wrong positions. Obviously, mm. like you have to you have to that has to be done correctly. That if Daka starts, he should be the front post guy. It just it just didn't make sense. And if you're not really willing to to learn and change, you're always going to get the same result, unfortunately. And and that's the proof in the pudding of that. And Brendan's saying pretty much, Tom, that. Um... You know, we don't have time to rectify this on the training ground. The, the, the games are coming too thick and fast. But actually, since the last time we spoke, we could take this back another game. And, you know, Tammy Abraham's winner in the uh, European Conference League was exactly the same yeah. as that corner swung in on the six-yard line. For me, and I'll put this to you, uh, the yeah. goalkeeper has got to be doing more in terms of commanding the area and commanding his six-yard box. Absolutely, yeah. All these all these balls that are going in onto that six-yard line, he's, he's not calling for them. He's not coming for them. Um, but as you say there, Tammy Abraham's goal, we've got Ricardo on him. And he didn't even he barely moved. He didn't jump. Um, he didn't need to. Something something is <laughs> yeah, something is seriously wrong with uh with our defensive mentality and, and the way they're set up. And you said before, Barry, that that's sorry, Aiden, carry on. Just gonna say, I mean, Tammy Abraham's a big, strong guy, you know, and, and Oh, he's a quality player. Yeah, yeah, and Ricardo's not that to me that's a a question mark over who you're matching up. Who you know should Ricardo be the person on Abraham? Just like in terms of muscle and physical presence, I think Abraham's always going to outmuscle him and, and bully him off that. Um, so I, I would question why why is Ricardo on um, on Abraham there? Yeah, it needs to be mixed up as well. It needs to be mixed up as well because we were getting punished for the last season. Um, it seemed to be teams where we were always using McGinn and Louise as like blockers. So we'd use that whoever the most attacking. So say it was Vestergaard, they'd be on him just preventing his run. But like the naivety of forgetting that there'll be other big boys in the teams that can win headers. Yeah. And I think uh, Leicester maybe just getting caught a wee bit like that. They're keeping the same zonal. They're not. You can do zonal marking, but mix it up where you put the main guys. And I just don't think Leicester do that. Um, so yeah, and and and. For me, the buck the buck comes down to Rogers for that because he's the one who makes decisions. It doesn't matter if you don't have time training that you, you, you can still change it. The professionals they would have played in different positions at a set piece before. Was that a book book Rogers reference coming in there as well, Barry? Was that book stops with Rogers? A book Rogers. <laughs> yeah, book Rogers. Is that not a comic book? Oh, oh, Buck Rogers, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, what, what do you think, Bast, what I've said about Casper Schmeichel? Because I'm going to say something that is possibly a little bit controversial, but we talk about rebuilds needed. I'm going to suggest that maybe we need a new captain and a new goalkeeper. I would agree. I would agree with that. I, 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 I've, not, I've not been as heavy campaigning at this year, but because he has, he has been having some great performances as a shot stopper. But like, uh, like, even if you dumb it, dumb it down to playing something like FIFA, you need to have good qualities and all four attributes. And he doesn't have that. He's maybe got one of the four. Would that be unfair to say? Like, he is a good shot stopper, but his distribution isn't good. He doesn't come and claim the ball. Um, yeah, he's he's just not demanding enough. And if you, if your defense, um, like like Evans and Fana, and Fana are good, and they are, but you do need more. Like. 
if you know you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna line up on your six yard line if you know your keeper's not gonna come and get it. Because yeah. you want to protect that space. You can put you can push strikers away from that if your keeper's gonna come and collect it. Like another example is De Gea. He's awful at that as well. And that's why you've got they they've got big centre halves covering the, the six mm-hmm. six yard line who can head the ball. Yeah. I, and you know what? What I'm talking about there, guys, isn't from a, a place of anything malicious or anything petulant. It's just a belief that to be better, we've got to look for slightly better. Now, I'm eternally grateful for what Casper Schmeichel has done for Leicester City Football Club, um, but I feel like we're coming towards the the end of that that reign. After I feel he puts us under a little bit more pressure than we need to be on sometimes. And we talk about leadership and on-field leaders. Since he's been made captain, it's it's not particularly gone well for us so far. Uh, Aidan, what's your, what's your view on what I've said there? Would you be in agreement or do you uh, do you want to challenge me? Um, I think, I guess, I would be in agreement. I guess it, it feeds into maybe a bigger a bigger conversation and maybe that surrounds what we'll talk about regarding Brennan Rodgers and do we stick or do we, um, you know, stick with him or not? You know, where we see ourselves as a club and what our ambition is, you know, um, we can expect, I think we can expect better from Casper Schmeichel and, and we should, but probably at this stage, you know, if we're wanting to fight for top four, top five, or even top six, then I would agree with you that we'll probably need to get, get better. Um, if we're if we're willing to, to be a top half club and look for success in the in the cups, then maybe stick with them. But no, I don't disagree. I think um he's not. You know, we want someone who who is at level better. Mm. And I guess Tom, what I was coming to was that that whole set piece area is one of the problems. Is it? It's not all of the problems by any stretch of the imagination, but that is something that we potentially could fix by having a more confident goalkeeper that come off his line and and deal with some of these situations. Yes, yeah, I so. I think even even just getting another keeper in to to challenge Casper, uh, perhaps. Perhaps it'll push his, his game up, but um, in terms of the you know the captaincy, he's he's never really he's never really done it for me. Like becoming captain, um, that that's an area where you really want a central defender or central midfielder taking the reins of of the team. But we've unfortunately not found the right person for that. It was a different type of captain as well, wasn't it? Because you had Wes Morgan, who was so calm and collected and. Uh, it, you know, he led through the way that he was rather than what he said, I think. And Casper uh, is a bit more of a shouter. And yeah, it's, it's not, I don't think it's particularly worked out so far. Tom, we weren't happy when that second goal went in yesterday. We were irate to say the least because we could see it coming, couldn't we? We could see it coming. I'm, I'm also not happy that we didn't make the highlight reel on match of the day because we were the only two stood up swinging our arms about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we, we both said to each other before the ball came in, it's a goal. And rightly enough, yeah. We don't even say that out of jest, do we? It's just a natural no, feeling no. that this is going to be a goal when the other team get a corner. That's that's a bad situation to be in. Two years ago, we were the league leaders for the amount of goals conceded at corners. We conceded five goals from a corner over the, the whole season. And now we've come right. to what we've come to this season. It's that's just a crazy turnaround, isn't it? Crazy turnaround. Uh, what other things would you like? Would you say are the problems for Leicester at the minute, Barry? From when you watch them, so for example, playing the ball around the back too much is that that an issue for you? Um, 
No, I don't think it is because I think I think your guys are pretty good at it. Um, they did, I didn't feel like they did that on, on Sunday. Uh, <clears throat> I think you, yeah, changing the captaincy is one. I think you've got a ready-made captain in KDH. He's someone that's probably going to be a lifer. Uh, he's someone who puts his heart and soul to everything, and he, he's a he's a leader. Like if he loses the ball, he goes and tackles, or he knows when to get the crowd inside, like a, a big tackle, get the crowd inside, and, and he's sensible at that. Casper can't do any of that. Even with a save, that doesn't get the, the fans going. Um, I think the midfield, that's where the real restructure needs to happen. Um, and I don't even know what that looks like. Like Even now, you've got KDH there, but who else? Like, I, um, well, Tillemans Tillem- is going, isn't he? Yeah, he's going, like, and he needs to. I think he needs to. I think, I think, he's, I think he's hit his, but he's hit his ceiling as well. I don't think he's going to get better than that. I think what he's his career is going to turn now is uh, he's he's going to probably go to a big club, but just be a bench player. Yeah. Um, and Didi, I don't know what has happened to him. He is just gone. He's completely gone. Like KDH and Mendy is a decent two of a three, but they lack in height and they lack in prowess. So you're kind of yeah, they're putting Madison in there, which is which is like a midfield like us, which is weak. That that would be a weak midfield, mm-hmm. or you have to replace three. Like get three players in. Like I think you keep Mendy because I think he's done brilliant since he came back. Keith H has, has has been phenomenal phenomenal this season, but it's just a, the profile what Brendan was sitting in that, which which is clearly for the board. There isn't the profile there, but unfortunately, that's what everyone every club needs. Mm. We're probably Villa's gonna Villa's gonna probably be poor 60, 70 million into something like that. Whether that's one one star or two of the same character, well, uh, just not there. Aye, but when they are there, they get snapped up. Like the, the peak of that is like Fernandinho or, or Rodri, and they're in the both bloody they're the same squad. They're probably the best team at it. So you, you kind of have to yeah you have to gamble on players from Germany or France that are doing it and hope that it happens like Kante or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't I don't know. I think that market is virtually impossible impossible for, for Leicester because. Unfortunately, in the league, there's teams with a lot more clout that will pay bigger wages and probably slightly better prospects because you're going to be in a bit of a transition. I totally agree. I think we'll come on to a couple of points now. Um, one of them will be the, the squad clear out. The other one will be, you know, whether Brendan Rodgers is the right man to, to see that through. But in terms of squad clear out, Aidan, it's been reported today by Fabrizio Romano very reliable with transfers that uh, Arsenal are getting quite close now to striking a deal with us to sign uh, Yuri Tillemans for £40 million this summer. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I did I did read that, I read that and I agree with, with Barry. I think it's time for time for us to say goodbye to him and time, time for him to move on. Um, we're not getting the same performances um, as we had and I think his head's elsewhere. And the, the wise thing is to, to clear, clear him out um, along with some others and and refresh and, and, and go again. I think if we hang on to him, I don't think things will change. I don't think his performance will, will get better. Um, and I think he as an individual uh, is ready for, for a change. And, and Arsenal would maybe suit him well. Good luck to him. Are you uh, surprised he's still playing as much as he is then? Because he, I know he didn't win at the game yesterday, but he dropped what could only be described as a true zero out of 10 performance yesterday. He was <laughs> absolutely shocking. Um, so with that in mind he clearly doesn't want to be here why not just not play now to the end of the season 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the same. I guess the same could have been said for for Riyad Mahrez in 2017-18, and and he did continue to to play on until through to the end of the, the end of the season. Um, even though it was clear that he was going to leave in the summer, so um, yeah. I mean, that's a, a question to be asked. I guess he's still a hard player to drop. Um, because the questions asked if he doesn't play and you lose, you know, should it should he have been on the pitch? Um, but yeah, I see. I see your point. In tribute to him, though, Tom, he will have always given us that day at Wembley, won't he? He will always have that place in our folklore, I suppose. The uh, unbelievable hit that sent us to be the FA Cup winners last season. Yeah, yeah, you can't deny him that, and and he has been a good player for us. You know, we we have been raving about him over the last last couple of seasons. Um, yeah, it's just a shame now that you can see in his performances that his head's not there. Um, and these players, you know, that no no one's name should always be written on the team sheet. It should be how you're performing, really. We've got plenty of other players to fill that position. Um, you know, if, if we're looking for someone kind of a bit a bit chunkier to take up that, that midfield position as well, you've got Samari there. You've, you've got Chowdhury. Um, give one one of them a go. There's nothing to lose now. Got young Sammy Baybrook as well, who's from the academy that's on the edge, I believe, of, of getting into the first team. What better opportunity is there for him now against two of the bottom three? In fact, the bottom two in the next two games to, to maybe get a bit of a cameo. It'd be good to see some of the young players, Tom. It would, yeah. I'd like to see uh, a bit more Brunt as well. Um I mean, I'm still sort of pondering the team sheet yesterday, to be honest. Like, um, we've not even mentioned KDH playing at left wing back. And, you know, how many how many players have we got that we that can take up these positions? We're suddenly shifting around our best players. Well, who, who have we got? We've got Thomas, we've got JJ, we've got Castagna, that were all fit and able to have played in that position yesterday. And he yeah. played a centre, centre midfield out there. Bizarre. Do you know? Do you not know, think that's? Do you not know, think that's just like the stereotypical manager at the end of the season trying to highlight deficiencies? Not that there's a deficiency in Leicester, but just saying that like, we yeah, need new players. Not, need... So I, I don't that's... know. That, like the way he's the way he's talking is, he's almost like we need to start. We need to spend because the teams around us are going to be spending big as well. Yeah. Do you think uh, who else do you think will be leaving this summer, Tom? Who else would you say is at risk of not being part of the squad next season? Um, well, I know I know the other day you mentioned Perez. Not sure on him, to be honest. I, f- I feel like he's still got a role to play um, for when Madison's not not taking things up. Um, I mean, we've, we've got to sign Lockman. <sighs> Look, I, I don't know. The, I could see Ian Hatcher going. Yeah. Yeah, I could see yeah, him Ianacho. Do, um, do you think he'd be better suited to a different league, Barry Ianacho? Ianacho, no, think, I, well, no, that's probably that's probably what happened. But there's definitely there's definitely teams he could join in the Premier League could make them better. I think, uh, um, but I think he'll be he he want to be the, the starter now. Uh, yeah, because he he hasn't really played purely whether he started or not scored. No, I always think he's puts in a proper. He always puts in a proper shift, and you guarantee that with him. And there'll be there'll be teams that want that, um, like like a Fulham, him, him and Mitrovic could be pretty lethal, I think. So someone like that, mm. moving to moving to London, get the lifestyle. How much do you think he might fetch in this sort of market? About thirty million, something like that. 
Um, maybe I think if you got if you got your money back, I still think that's an okay deal. Yeah, that was twenty five. Yeah, what we paid for him. Yeah, something like that. We, I think that's fair. Would you be sad to see the back of the uh, collection that chair, Aiden? Wasn't it? Was it last season? Um, that, that he really seemed to, to kind of catch fire and and, and had that really good spell. Um, but overall, it's a disappointing one, isn't it? Overall, he he he's flattered to de- he's um, kind of flattered to deceive a bit, and he and we never really seen that consistency of of you know of scoring enough goals or or or, or you know really getting his name in the, in the score sheet um, enough. I think part of that, our, our system hasn't always suited him. He's been in and out of the team. Um, and, you know, we, we haven't always played him as with another man up front, which seemed to work well for him um, at that spell last season. So a um, bit disappointed. He'll, I think he'd look back at his spell at Leicester City and and with a feeling of, of disappointment that it could have been maybe not loads better, but but certainly a bit better. Um, but yeah, I'd agree. I think it, it, he's that kind of player that, you could make a case for him to stay, but really you're probably doing more of a favour to, to rather than hoping that it'll get better, to, to try and um, let him let him move on if, if that's what's going to happen and, and bring somebody else in new and, and have a fresh start. Here's a question for you then, guys. I'll come to you individually around around this, but if you were going to look, we speak about the rebuild because that's the terminology that Brendan Rodgers has used, but if you're going to keep four players as the absolute key parts of this team for next season... Who, who would they be? Who would the spine of this team be for you next season? Barry, I'll come to you first. Well, just pick one or pick four? Pick all four and then we'll just uh, see what the other lads have got. Aiden's scribbling. Uh, so, uh, second okay, Fofana, I think it's yeah. pretty easy. Fofana, um, KDH, Barnes and Madison. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd already wrote three of those down uh, before you finished that. So yeah, I, when you when you then said Barnes, I thought, well, yeah, you wouldn't want to see him leave. Really, you want to build a team around local lads, don't you? KDH and Barnes, um, Madison can play a blinder on his day. Fafana, probably our best player at the moment. And Aiden, <laughs> unfortunately, just the same. Yep, uh, see it, the same. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be gutted to see any of those guys um, move on. I know okay. that Madison's been up and down, you know, in his career for us, he's, he's been up and down. But again, I, I'd like to see him continue to improve and be kind of this, the, you know, that creative, main creative element in, in midfield for us going forward. I think That's for, a good basis for a team as well, though. Yeah, for me, I was really similar to, to you guys. So. I, got asked this question on a show that I've just been on just before we, we've started ours tonight. And again, the majority was, was the same, but the one that I would add in there that we haven't spoke about is probably James Justin. I think he, when, once he's back to his best, he's going to be yeah. a top player again. Um, but there's probably only eight or nine now, you'd say, you de- desperately want them to be part of whatever's going to happen moving forward. So for, for me, that would be, at fullback, you've got, uh, Castagne, Thomas, and not Thomas, sorry, Castagne, Pereira, and, and Justin. Fafana, and I still take another year out of Johnny Evans, I think, if he can keep himself fit. Uh, Siunku, I would let go. I think he he could be part of the saleable assets in the summer that's going to help us. Midfield, like you said, Madison, KVH, uh, Harvey Barnes, 
Adam Ola-Luckman told me he said earlier he needs to be signed. I would agree with that. I think he's a steal at 10 million quid. Uh, and yeah. I still think Pat Sandaka has got more to offer us as well. 11 goals in his first season, Pat Sandaka, Aiden. That's uh, twice as many as Jamie Vardy's first season in the Premier League. I'm not comparing the two, but has Pat Sandaka been written off slightly early for you? Yeah, you certainly can't write the guy off um, at this point. Am I right in saying, did four of those goals come in, in Moscow? In that yeah, single did, game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. No, that doesn't make a huge difference. You know, you'd love to see him scoring more frequently in in, in the Premier League, wouldn't you? Um, but no, I, I think he, he hasn't had the chance to the opportunity to get into a groove to show us what he's what he's all about um, yet. So I I think we need to stick with him um, and and yeah, stick with him for now. And uh, Barry, I'll come to you on this. Forty odd minutes in, gets the meat of the issue now. Should the manager be the person that's overseeing uh, this rebuild in the summer? Should he still be in charge? Um, I think so, but I think that's more of a question for you three fans. It's just so interesting. I'd, 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 yeah, just interesting your view as a as an outsider, if you like, because often it's it's easier to have those views on the outside, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think. I've had a topsy-turvy relationship with Rodgers this season. I haven't been his biggest fan. And even going back to the, the corners, like he had, he, with him, it's either stubbornness or ignorance. And neither is a good quality to have as a manager. So if he's not going to come away from that, then like, what, what is the difference? Is he, is he going like to... He, he'd probably have to clear out some of your coaching staff and start afresh. Mm-hmm. I think that probably needs to be done and whoever is on defending set pieces needs to be fired Kolotora sure. supposedly <laughs> like he just doesn't install I don't know like I don't know There's, if that is genuinely because I, I was watching was the warm up on Sunday was it at Roma I'm sure I was watching a video like watching the pregame and he was chatting to people but no one was looking at him um, I think I got distracted from my boy but like I was going to put it in the WhatsApp group, but there's just something he just doesn't. For me, it seems like something that wouldn't command authority. Mm. Like, why would why would Johnny Edwards listen to him? Like, who do you think you are telling me what to do? I'm better than you. I just I just don't know. Um, like, but like, he he is the right man. There's no denying it. Because when you've had bad spells, he's changed it, tinkered it a little bit, and made it better. I Ten think, million um, pounds a year, though. Ten million pounds a year, better, Tom. Is he, is he worth that? Could, or could we get someone that could do the job better than he can for that money? Absolutely, you could get someone that could do the job better, um, but they're not proven. So it's it's easy to make those kind of claims. Uh, I, think, I think one of the things that's most worrying at the moment is the amount of fans that are comparing him and the current style to Claude Puel. I mean that was a horrendous run, and it, to be fair, yeah, this this season's been dreadful. It's been uh, you could say a complete disaster compared mm-hmm. to the two seasons before it. So I think we're in we're in a bit of a tough situation where yeah, someone's either got to pull the trigger and and get on with someone getting someone else in, but it's you know it's going to cost a hell of a lot of money to do that. Twenty million quid in compensation. Oh, you know, that is mental, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, 
Aidan, where do you stand on, on Brendan Rodgers? I, I suspect I might be the only one here, and I'll come on to my own view shortly, but might feel that now's the right time to, to part ways. Uh, but I'm going to presume that you're still with him. I'm still with him, yeah. I'm still with him. Um, I do share your, your concerns, and I, and I share that this has been a disappointing season um, for someone that's on big money and for the capability in our in our squad. Um as I said, in match of the day too, yes, we've had injuries. Um, yes, that's been difficult. Um, and competing in Europe um, on Thursday on Thursday nights, which which isn't always easy. Um, but yeah, we would have expected better. Um, but then perhaps on the, on the flip side of that is, you know, in the last few seasons, we've been two top five finishes. Of course, the disappointment of missing out in the fourth place when we're in the top four for so long. But nonetheless, two top five finishes in an FA Cup um, and a community shield. Um, I don't know whether you count the semi-final of the Europa Conference League as success or, or not. Would um, you know with that good defeat of PSV Eindhoven? You know, putting them out. Um, so, do you say on that side of the coin, it, had we overachieved a bit? You know, the, the last couple of seasons, and we'll have to take that into the mix and say overall what he's delivered has been acceptable, and, and we need to stick by him. That we can, you know, we can. Um, we can improve again or, or get better next season. So then the second question is, you know, what, what is success? What, what do we define as success going forward? To me, I, I think, um, especially with how Arsenal and Tottenham are, are playing um, and Chelsea in the mix and then Man City and Liverpool, who are that, that league above, you know, the, the, the top four isn't going to come back to us anytime, you know, anytime soon so we need to kind of move on from that is that is being the sixth place team is that success or are we happy with that and can we trust them to bring that back to us i think, uh, I think uh, stick with them. yeah i think a comment that he made yesterday that again has angered some of the fan bases was look when i arrived here people were just happy to stay in the league but now we're unhappy when we don't win trophies the other side to that is when he joined us we were 12th in the league and now we're 14th um, on potentially what is going to be our worst Premier League season since returns to the top flight nine years ago. Uh, it could be even worse than the Great Escape season this for us. That's not a success, Barry, is it? No, not whatsoever. Um, I hate it when managers say stuff like that. I, I, it's a, it, that's, a, that's an egotistical manager. That's a Mourinho-style type of manager. Um, <laughs> it's, it's disappointing. Um Actually, when I was think- listening to you guys talk, I was thinking, actually, if, if there is going to be that much of an overhaul, this would be the right time. Mm. There's no point in, in overhauling with the wrong players if you're going to pull the trigger on the manager six months later. Like, who that manager is, I'm not too sure. But, yeah, it, it, like, if, if there is a time to do it and you're going to, and you can see a lot going in, a lot coming out, a lot coming in, a lot going out, and that would exactly, be the right time to do it. That's exactly where my thoughts are as well, uh, Barry. So you've led me into that quite nicely. Um, from my own point of view, which is I, I believe Leicester have got one chance to get this right in terms of a rebuild of the, the squad. Uh, last time we had anything similar was probably just after we won the league where we got it badly wrong and slipped back down the table for a good few years to come after that. My worry is that with Brennan Rodgers not having 100% confidence of those that are around him at the moment, if he isn't the right person to do this and he spends all of the money getting whoever else in Vestergaard on a 28-year contract for 36 million quid or whatever, um, then we've got big problems down the line because we won't be able to afford anywhere else to come in and do that. 
it always feels like we need a bit of excitement building towards the club now. A bit of uh, a bit of a, a fanfare, really. For let's go out and get get a man that is worth ten million pounds a year. If that's what the going rate is, that's what we're paying. You know, can can we attract someone that's a good name for that? I, I would imagine we can because money talks. Uh, but let's do it all in one fell swoop this summer and let's really go for it. So I don't know what your thoughts on that. Those guys, I'm not sure if you going to back me or not but you know that's my that's my tuppence worth Aiden. well well how do you follow that um I, I mean if I batted it back to you do you have any names or any you know any kind of yeah name two name maybe two or three managers yeah I'll, kind I'll of manager two. that you're thinking I'll give you two and I think we have to go out to Europe to get these sort of managers because I, I'm not satisfied with your Graham Potters uh, and people like that which are maybe slightly more obvious uh, I'd be happy with someone like Lucian, is it Favre, that was at Borussia Dortmund for a few years. So he's been out of work for about 12 months now. He played some really exciting football at, at Dortmund. Uh, and Gasparini at Atalanta, who's done exactly the same thing, built a team up, got them into the Champions League, uh, played some excellent football along the way and developed players. So for me, that's the sort of ilk of manager that I think we should be should be going after. You think the fan base, the see. 65% of the Leicester's fan base agreed with you. Would they be willing to take a chunk out of the transfer market to let Rogers go yeah. and have a, another season of potential like mm-hmm. mediocrity? Or because that's the two options, isn't it? Like Leicester that don't have options. that that bank I, to, to sacrifice that. That that's a really good point, isn't it? Because it's not as simple as pull a trigger and he's gone. This is a <clears> twenty million pound player that we won't be able to afford on the back of it. Tom, over to you. Yeah, I mean, as, as you say, you kind of um, you kind of given him his chance to rebuild in the summer and stick him with it for a full season, aren't you? Um, and you know, he's then putting his money where his mouth is. But who knows where where your club could be at that point? Um, it's a risk, isn't it? Either way, it is. It is a risk. Um, and I think, like your comparison to the transfer market, say after we won, um, after we won the league, that was when other teams in the Premier League were at the lowest points. We, you had Arsenal completely failing. You had, well, Manu was still a bit of a mess, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, now you've got Newcastle with what two hundred odd billion. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's other teams that are going to be chucking money around, and there simply aren't enough top quality players that will move to the Premier League. So you need that point of difference then, don't you? Yeah, I suppose. Because to keep keep doing it, the same thing over and over again, expecting something different. Definition of madness, I believe, Aidan. Which is exactly what our uh, defending from corners is. (laughs) (laughs) So as it stands now then, um, and again, I'll say it with no malice, but I would... would, uh, be in the Brendan Out camp if there is such a thing. I believe that is a minority still. I've run a, another poll today. Uh, every poll that I see is still very much Brendan in, and you three guys are sticking with him for the time being. Is that, is that fair to say? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't say that. All right, sorry, Tom. Um, my arm can be twisted quite easily. <laughs> right, okay. but, you, but you know what? With the, with the rebuild, like there's the, like I, I'm like a total advocate for like the championship. There is managers in there that you could. If if you need to sacrifice that twenty million and get a manager that's going to come in, change change the team because it's not like you don't have hardworking players. You've got good players that will probably get excited about trying something different, and you don't you don't really need to rip up the formation. 
Mm-hmm. You just need to sort of blot it out with the correct players rather than sticking with the players that Brendan has been. And yeah. if the, 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 like it would never happen, but that lad at um, Nottingham Forest would be yeah. a decent shout and he'd be cheap. And like, there is players in the Championship or Premiership quality. It's just teams aren't willing to take a chance. But if you take a manager from that league, they're willing to take that chance. And you can get these players for 10, 15, 20 million. I, I would agree. Just to end this sort of part of the conversation, um, I asked the, the question earlier on our Facebook page, people's views, just to give a bit of balance to each each side of it. We've got a guy that said, Brendan is absolutely not to be trusted. It's cheaper to replace one man than it is to risk signing more players like Vestergaard and Samare. I can't believe the amount of people who fall for his claptrap. Claiming the players aren't good enough. What the same ones who finished fifth last season are no longer good enough. Claims we had a young side in Europe. We had the joint highest average of any of the 12 European teams competing that week in the first leg of the semi. Claims he doesn't have any time in training to iron out the problems. It's literally his job. Uh, and that, that post went on there for a little bit and it was a really passionate um, point about how Brennan wasn't the right man. Um, so someone else has said there was key absences of Fafana, Evans, JJ, Ricardo, Castagna, Indidi, Vardy. Um, that's happened this season and that's really cost us so I, I get that side as, as well uh, guys we'll have a game Wednesday night against <laughs> against uh, Norwich who are not performing too well at the moment how confident should we should we be about that Tom? <laughs> um, well based on performance I'm not ever so confident I mean we, we should be bloody confident we've, we've, we've got a team that should be in the top half but we're not there are we so it's uh, the results, the only thing that matters, really. Because Norwich are a mess, aren't they, Barry? Uh, well, watch, watch their highlights yesterday. They uh, seem totally off it. They're not a Premier League club, by any stretch of imagination. It could be really damaging for Leicester to go and lose that game on Wednesday, couldn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think you will. Um, I, I think it'll probably be quite convincing and then everything will be rosy again. But um, yeah, it, like yeah, yeah. If you, if you lost, then it'd be interesting to see what who Rogers would blame after that, because it is the bottom team. They are the worst team in the league. They've got zero to play for, which gives them a bit of freedom. But same with Leicester. There should be no excuses like in that game. Every team that plays them now should be absolutely pummeling them, and Leicester should be starting that for sure. Same as Watford as well, really, Barry, because we've got them next after. Yeah. After Norwich, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but they're, but they're a big team. So you don't want to be conceding yeah. too many corners. Here's my, that's for sure. Here's my stat for you, then, Aiden, just as we near completion this evening. Uh, Watford have lost their last 11 games at home in the Premier League and their next game at home in the Premier League <laughs> is against Leicester on Saturday. <laughs> the ever applied your promises. Give, give us a prediction for the two games, if you will. Um, I'd say against Norwich, I think we'll, we'll get a 2-0 win against Norwich. And... 2-1 win at at, um, at Watford. Road. Six points and we'll be surged back up the table. Six points, surging back up the table, yeah. Go on then, Tom. Uh, I'll go for a 2-1 um, against Norwich. 2-0 against Watford. Same as I. I said 2-1 against... Oh, apologies, apologies. Yeah. How's the old prediction league going, Nathan? Anyway, who's uh, is Aaron behind them a match? Like, all right, all right, I'm getting there and getting there. Aaron, so, Aaron's kind of romped home, really, already. 
just guessing at that one. It's all what we're doing in the Premier League now. We won't actually have the points up. We'll just say yeah, Man City are probably going to win. <laughs> yep. Pretty well. Harry, how's Leicester going to get uh, in these I, two fixtures? I think you'll win 4 0 <clears throat> against Norwich. And I think 2 1 against Watford. I'll go 2 0 and 2 1 then. Copy Tom. 2 0 against Norwich and 2 1 against Watford. So actually, then, next yeah. time we'll we sit down. Yeah, That's the other way around. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. So what are you saying? 2-0 against Norwich? Yeah, 2-1 against Watford. Okay. Not that I'm going to do anything with this anyway. No, of course I am. Of course I am. Listen, if that all okay. happens, then we'll, we'll be sat here in a week's time in a much happier place, won't we? Yeah. Still a couple of games a season still to gain. Let's just hope that they're not on holiday just yet and that they're going to keep fighting. Because that would be, that, be the least they could do for the fans, really. These fans have travelled all over Europe, all these miles, 60-odd games a season. And we, we want to end the season well, don't we? Not without a, a bit of a, a fight, Tom, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you you certainly don't want to be fizzling out towards <laughs> towards the last few games. And, you know, we've, we've got Southampton last game of the season as well. Got to, You've got to win that at home. You think so? Mm. I think the draw. I get to see a draw that one. You're not doing nil 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 end of season <laughs> draw. draw. <laughs> Listen, guys, we've covered we've covered quite a bit tonight. So thanks very much for your for your time. Uh, we're some hard hitting stuff. There was no time for last man standing or anything else like that today. But the uh, the rebuild, as it's now known, hopefully will start to take a bit of shape by the time we next speak. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you again then. But to Barry, to Aidan, and to Tom. Thanks for your time and thank you for listening to It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy and we'll speak to you again next time. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.